Welcome to Coffee Powered Systems, equipping women with actionable steps to overcome overwhelm and streamline business and life. So grab your favorite drink and come hang out with me. I'm your host, Miranda Merton. Hey, welcome back to Coffee Powered Systems. I'm your host, Miranda, and today I am bringing you another episode with a fabulous guest. Today we have Brianna Gunn, and she is a funnel and messaging specialist. So let me read you a little bit about Brianna. She is working with business owners and entrepreneurs to create messaging and processes that inspire loyalty, momentum, and action that leverages trust, authenticity, and profitability. Brianna uses her more than 20 years of experience with customer service and marketing to uncover the gaps in messaging that lead to lower conversions and plugs them through customized systems, structures, and processes that are bolstered by copy that converts. So in this episode, Brianna and I discuss um, how to work at home and scale a business when you have children, how to involve your children in your business, which I thought was, she gave some really great action steps on that as well, Um, how to decide when to hire and how to hire in your business, plus so many other things. I think you need to grab a pen and paper for this one because Brianna is dropping some knowledge bombs. All right, so enjoy this episode with Brianna Gunn. And today I am joined by Brianna Gunn. And Brianna is a messaging and funnel specialist. And I can just say that I think that we all need a messaging and funnel specialist on our team. I was just telling Brianna that I need her on my team. And so we're going to see if we can rectify that when we're done with this call. Brie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Miranda. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here and talk about this because we so need to talk about um you know, how we as entrepreneurs can scale our business while working from home, being moms, doing all the things. And Brie, you actually went to school for pre-law, correct? I did. Yeah. I have a pre-law degree. Realized very quickly that being a lawyer was not something I wanted to do because they don't do the fun stuff. They don't do the research. They don't do the, the copy. They don't do you know, they, they go stand in front of a judge and argue, which I'm really good at arguing, um, according to my husband, but, um, it was not, it was, it just, it didn't light me up. Like I thought it would. Yeah. I would love to know if, um, there was like that aha moment when you decided that, um, going the lawyer and corporate route wasn't going to suit you in the long run. The, it, there, I did have an aha moment. So I was working at a small firm and even though it was a small firm, we had a boatload of clients. It was a family law practice. And, um, I would get to the office at seven 30 in the morning and literally get right to work. And then I wouldn't be leaving the office until six 37 o'clock at night. Wow. And I realized that it really does take over your life. If mm-hmm. it, even if you're tr- not trying to let it and I wanted something, I didn't know what, but I wanted something that allowed me more time freedom because I was pregnant with my first and mm-hmm. my husband and I wanted to travel and not that I couldn't take vacation time and I couldn't, you know, but like, what if I wanted to work a half day? What if I, you know, and I, I didn't have the kind of time freedom that I had imagined because I grew up in a family where my dad was an entrepreneur. 
And so we did a lot of road trips, vacations, that kind of stuff. Um, my dad didn't always come with us because he had to work sometimes he was in construction. So, you know, summers were out. Um, but I, you know, getting into corporate America, even at a small firm, even at, you know, working for, I worked for larger companies to work for Verizon and us cellular and, um, Honda and some, and some really big companies, your time is not your own. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much that would grate me until I did it. And I was like, man, I really wish I had an option. Yeah. I, I needed to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of us that, especially that have that entrepreneur spirit, spirit, we go into that and we're just like, man, you get that realization that you're right. Your time is not your own. And right. um, it just, something takes over and you're just like, I've got to change this. Right. And gone are the days of thinking that we can't, you know, we have to either be a mom or own a business. Right. Right. Um, so we're going to deep dive into not only working from home as a mom, but also the challenges of scaling your business as well. And as a mom of two boys, is there a day-to-day -day strategy that you have uh, that you've created as far as working in your business? And um, I'm guessing that there's, you're really clear on boundaries with your boys and your clients, right? I, I try to be, I'm not always a hundred percent. I think all of us have our moments where we're like, man, I shouldn't have agreed to that. Or, oh, oops, I took on too much and we have to shuffle things around. But my kids are in school now. I've, I have been a stay at home and work from home mom since my son was an infant, since before my son was an infant. And so they really don't know a life where mommy doesn't work. Yeah. And so I have, you know, when they were younger, I employed all kinds of strategies from letting them have the tablet so they could work like mommy, getting them a fake keyboard, um, having quiet toys that were just toys in my office. Um, I've hired nannies. I've tried all kinds of things. And for mm -hmm. us, what works best is making sure they have an activity that's engaging. Even if my, my kids are now seven and 11, so they're far more independent than they used oh, to yeah. be, but having an activity and expectations that are clear really allows me to get my work done and them to know, you know, okay, mommy has calls until this time. Cause they can read the clock now, Mo you know, mommy has calls till four o'clock tonight, tonight. And then at four o'clock, I'm going to be done. I'm going to come upstairs. We're going to play this game. We're going to do this. We're going to work on homework. We're going to do whatever it is we're going to do. And then they also help with things like they help me make dinner. They set the table. They, so that they can feel like they're part of the process and part of what's happening. And then they also help me out in my business, which people are always shocked by. And I'm like, I, like, they're not writing the copy guys. That's not how that works. They're like my youngest, his job is to keep my office clean. So he empties the trash can. He dusts everything. He has his, we have this little, it's like a little miniature Dyson vacuum that actually works. And it's, it's basically got the suction power of like a hand vac, right? Right. And so he'll come in here and like do his little vacuuming and like get up any like pieces or whatever. I still keep quiet toys in my office. So if they really want to have, be close to me, but I can't like engage them right at the moment, they can be in my office playing quietly on the carpet with the toys. Um, and then my oldest will help me with proofreading. Um, he'll help me like one of his favorite things to do is to read for context um, especially when it's something that needs to be easily explained. Mm. Um, you know, you've, I'm sure, I'm sure you've all heard the phrase, you know, write So the, so the third grader or fourth grader yes. can understand it. And so my child's in sixth grade now, but he's been reading content 
as long as it's PG. Um, I, I do have a, I do have a couple of clients where it would not be appropriate for him to read, but when it, when it makes sense, you know, he'll read through and, and then I have him explain it back to me in his words. Mm, okay, great. What did, what does that mean? And it's a really good test to see if we're clear enough. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, we do always, I always hear that. Write it so a third grader can understand it. Make mm-hmm. it simpler because we might, we think it's too simple right? As we're writing copy and we're doing things, but really some people might stumble upon your work and they have no idea right. what you're talking about. They don't know the lingo or, you know, you're using words that don't make sense. It's so easy to slip into jargon. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I love, I've got, I've got one, she's 14 now. So she's well beyond um, me needing to take care of her. And now she's in um, online academy. She's actually in class right now. Um, cool. And I actually tried to get her to help me work. I'm going to have to use some of your tactics. <laughs> I was like, I will pay you $10 an hour if you just do this, uh, you know, go on this website and do this for me. And she's like, ah. so I'll have to figure out how to maneuver I sat, I sat down with my 11 year old and I was like, what, do you, what is, what is inter- interesting to you? What do you want to learn how to do? And he yeah. wants to learn how to code. So I've got him in out school in a coding class. Oh, perfect. Um, and, Cause I don't build websites, but it'd be really helpful if someone, if I had someone, I could be like, Hey, I need you to fix this. Hey, I need you to do this. So he's learning how to code CSS and um, JavaScript. Yes. Lovely. And um, he's loving it. And so I'm trying to feed those pieces where they're excited about it already and then mm-hmm. find places in my business where I can engage and he loves to read and he's always I'm always typing I'm always creating content because part of my business a large part of my business is the copywriting piece and he loves to write stories and so he wanted to know what kind of stories I was writing and so he's I, I explained they aren't really stories they're emails and sales pages and we had to understand what those were so maybe asking your daughter you know what's really interesting to you yeah. And then seeing where you can plug her into your business because um, their allowance is tied to not only household chores, but also helping you, helping me with the business. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I might have to, include... money doesn't come free. Yes. Money doesn't come free. And I might have to include the business in her allowance stuff too. <laughs> that's very helpful. And I want to know, has the pandemic affected your business or how you work? Um, I know a lot of first it really did. I had, I had a whole bunch of launches that got canceled. Oh, I had clients who had hired me to do launches, um, spring of 2020. And I literally, my clients started dropping like flies. Mm. It was Mm. because they were like, I can't in good faith offer this for for sale. It's going to have to be free. It's going to have to be this, which means I can't afford you. I can't pay you. I can't do this. And that lasted about three months and people went, oh crap, if I don't launch something, I'm not going to be able to eat next month. Yeah. And, um, so it picked back up pretty quickly, but it, 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 it's just now this month starting to recover to where it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always worked from home. I've always had my own business. And so it's, it has not affected me nearly as much as some other businesses. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, you know, it definitely caused me to re-examine how I set up my packages, my programs, my contracts, um, you know, whether or not I allow refunds, that kind of a thing. It really, cause I, until 20, 2020, I'd never had a client just straight up not pay me mm-hmm. and I'd never had a client ask for their money back. 
and not for a reason, like I didn't do my job, but just like, listen, I need that to live on. Yeah. Which of course I was like, absolutely. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not heartless. Yeah, uh, exactly. But then it's hard because then I need, I need to eat too. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it was, it was definitely an interesting, an interesting six months, eight months. Um, but things are definitely picking back up now. That's good. And I think, um, the pandemic definitely, um, you know, made us take a look at our businesses, a lot of us. So it was kind of a best blessing and a curse in that we had to really look at our workflows and our systems and processes and nail down what happens in case this, you know, or I need to tighten up more in this area. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I think a lot of, a lot of people had to go through that. Um, so for you, you have actually honed in more on like copywriting and messaging. So what were your challenges when you started to scale your business? So part of the challenge when you're a copywriter, like I can do strategy by myself, no problem. I can take on multiple strategy clients, but when you're talking about copy, there's a finite resource, right? It's me. Yeah. And so I realized if I wanted to scale, I needed to bring on additional copywriters to outline, to do the nurture pieces, to do the pieces that I always put off till the end because I really don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been training two copywriters to support me. I also outsourced the majority of my social media between Meet Edgar and actually hiring someone to handle my Instagram engagement. Mm. And I hired on a graphic designer and research assistant to help me with like SWOT reports, um, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. If you haven't done one for your business, you totally should. Um, They're really insightful. Um, She also helps with like SEO research, keyword research, um, and she's fantastic. And so slowly expanding the team and then hiring on my own um, kind of online business manager to help me manage um, the business has been really helpful. So um, I I would say, you know, when you're ready to scale, you, there are very few business models where you can scale alone. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can't think of one. Yeah. Because as you scale, you're going to get more clients. You're going to be more, you know, you're going to get more podcast interviews. You're going to get more opportunities for, um, you know, television interviews or magazine interviews. Um, You're going to be presented with things that you would never think what happened, like I just published my very first magazine, like my magazine, that's mine that I, I'm not a guest in. It's like, actually it's mine. Like me on the cover. I I know you guys can't see, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, and I went out and I, I tapped some really incredible guest guests and said, would you be willing to contribute? And so now I'm getting enrollments on my email list because I shared it. I shared the, I shared the wealth and I allowed other people Mm -hmm. to be featured. So they're sharing with their list. So that's another piece of expansion. And then I had to, you know, I have to stop and I have to nurture that list. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you scale and grow, there's, there's always new things that come up. And if you have a team to support you, it becomes so much easier than if it's just you. For sure. And would you recommend then um, as far as hiring help, Mm-hmm. either what should people look for first? Like, would you recommend maybe doing a VA part-time or going the route of, oh, I need web design. Let me go find a web designer. Oh, I need copyright. Let me go find a copyright and kind of piecemealing it like when you need it. I am a big, big, big fan of hiring one person for one job. Mm-hmm. 
So if you know you need website design and that's a piece of your business that you're going to be relying on, find a good website designer. Maybe they're not on retainer yet. Maybe they're per project still, mm -hmm. but have that one person that is always in your pocket. Same thing for a copywriter or marketing expert. Same thing for social media. Have that one person do the one thing really well. I also believe that all of us need kind of a do-it-all VA mm -hmm. who um, can help us with email and, you know, loading things into our CRM or onto our website. Like my, my OBM slash VA, um, she loads my blog posts. She helps me with my email. She does my invoicing. She does my contracts. She does so much of the administrative side of my business that I don't have to worry about. And she keeps track of it. Like, you know, I message her. I'm like, Hey, did we invoice this person? And she's like, Oh yeah, three days ago. Um, and the reminder's going out today. It's not due until Friday. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to go chase that down. She knows. Yeah. Um, if you're just starting out and you're just scaling, I would say instead of saying, I need to hire this one position first, what I do is I do a quadrant review of tasks. And so you take a piece of paper, you fold it into fourths, right? And you have in your top left corner, you've got your things you love to do, you're really good at, and you don't want to give up no matter what. In your top right corner, you've got things you're good at and you are okay or happy doing, but if someone else was better at it, you'd be okay handing it off. Mm -hmm bottom left quadrant is things you're not great at, but you have to do in your business, to keep the business running. And the bottom left corner are the things that always slide to the bottom of your to-do list, things that you dread doing that, you know, if you like web design is one of mine, like I should not touch my website because every time I touch it, I break it. <laughs> um, and then you take a look at those bottom, that bottom half of the paper and see where the, where the, where the correlations are and where the similarities are and see if you can like okay, I've got six web design tasks that I really need to find someone to do. I've got six copy tasks. I've got four of these. And then prioritize your hires in the order of importance. Mm. I love that. That's a very good tip. Um, but for here's what I hear a lot too, I hear often is I can't afford to hire help. And so a lot of solopreneurs want to keep doing it themselves. And they're like, I think it's fear of if I hire this person, what if I can't pay them or I don't know what, you know? Um, yeah. So what do you, what do you suggest for those? I have never made a hire and had it hurt me. If that makes sense. I have never hired someone on and lost money because it frees up time, which means I can go out and get more clients. Yeah. Um, if you're scared because you're worried, you're not going to pay them. Don't hire them as an employee, hire them as a contractor, hire them on retainer or, a set number of hours so that you can budget properly for it. Um, if you're not, if you don't have your profits and profit and loss statements for your business and you don't have a bookkeeper, go in and like zero or QuickBooks or whatever your accounting software is and pull your PL and see where you have subscriptions you could cancel, see where you could save money to afford that hired help. Love that. All right. And Brie, tell us a little bit about your favorite tools that you work with right now in your business? My favorite tool currently is Slack for team communication. My team is across four time zones. So it's wow. really helpful to have that static piece where I can type something in and be like, Hey, can you get this done today? And then I know she's going to see it when she gets up and she gets to work. Um, 
That's really awesome. I also am loving ClickUp and Asana for tracking tasks. Mm -hmm. And I use Trello for my online Rolodex of referral sources. So I love collecting, sounds kind of creepy when I say it like that. I love curating um, lists of really talented individuals because I don't do everything. I used to try to do everything and I've realized in my old age that that's just not my jam. Mm -hmm. And I don't enjoy doing everything. So I've, I've honed my skills down to what I'm really, really good at. And then I refer out for everything else. Like I have a list of ad managers that I love. I have a list of social media managers that I love. I have a list of other copywriters if I'm full or, you know, I don't write technical copy. I don't write, I don't do research writing. I don't, I don't do um, case studies. There's a whole bunch of type. There's a whole bunch of types of content that I don't do. Mm-hmm. So I have referral pe- people that I can refer out to for those pieces. And having that in a spot where I can just pull it up and I can go to the go to the tab or the the header and then have all the tabs like a little Rolodex is so nice. Um, I'm also really loving Grammarly. Mm, yeah. And um, Hemingway is another great app. And then if you're, if you're curious, there is an AI copywriting um, called, his name is Jarvis. If you search Jarvis AI, it'll come up. Um, but it's great for outlines, for ad copy, for short pieces of copy. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to edit or add your voice because it is a computer. It's a, it's a bot, right? Yeah. But if you're having trouble getting started, and you're just staring at a blank page, you can type in the keywords and it'll pump out, you know, an outline for you or a paragraph or a sentence or whatever it is, depending on where on the screen you are. Um, Those would be my favorite tools currently. Awesome. Yeah. And I also use Trello for lists and, you know, whenever I find something cool on the web, put it in that column. I even actually have one for Shark Tank. (laughs) Like if I see some cool Shark Tank deals, I'm like, I do that too, but I'm going to drop that on my shark tank list. (laughs) These are actually, uh, my glasses are actually from pair eyewear, which is on shark tank, which is how I found out about them because my son also wears glasses Yeah, and he liked the idea of having the different colored tops. Oh, that's awesome. And so they just came out with adult glasses and it, and I was looking at my list of, cause I I have a list of like wants or like Christmas ideas, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have another Trello board that's all like, you know, things things son number one wants things son number two wants ideas for hubby like things I want and um you know things to make our lives easier that kind of stuff and pear was one of the things I found on shark tank and added to that list and so I just crack up that like I saw it on tv and now I feel like like as seen on tv like do you remember those stores that were like in the mall and you'd walk in and they were like metal yes. racks with like mm-hmm. beat up box <laughs> <laughs> they still have those if you go to like Walgreens there's like an aisle or a corner oh my gosh like, I haven't been in Walgreens in a stuff. <laughs> that's good to know I could I can still get my ad seen on tv fix yes exactly um so yeah I will definitely that's a tip I will take home because I'm always like I know I saw somebody for that and then I forget and I'm like darn I should have written it down I'm going to have to add those columns there. Cause yeah, that's I, brilliant. I gave myself a, a challenge at the beginning of this year to meet 365 women who were in business mm. to fill out my Rolodex because I love, that was one thing I loved at the law firm is we had three big, those circular Rolodexes that would do the, like the, as you like yes. turned it, you could, like flip. Oh my God. I love that sound. <laughs> um, but I love being able to just flip to the letter and find the person I was looking for. And so I wanted to curate that in my business 
But if you tried to find a Rolodex on Amazon, it's a little challenging now. <laughs> so, um, and as, as much as I love paper copy, I also don't love clutter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet Trello would be good at this. And it's been awesome. That's brilliant. Um, so lastly, for our listeners who are ready to scale their business, um, they like everything that you've said, what is one action step that they could take this week uh, to get going? Maybe just jump off that bridge. <laughs> so but don't jump off a bridge. That's bad. Yeah, don't jump um, off the bridge. But you know, you can, you can have a safety net at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I would say the thing that I would challenge you to do is to do the quadrants, take yes. a piece of paper, fold it into force, figure out, don't try to do it all in one day, but as you are doing things throughout your week, write it down in the appropriate quadrant. Mm-hmm. And then you can use that to determine your first hire, your next hire, the tasks that maybe you shouldn't be doing in your business anymore. And when you start to offload things from your plate, you start to free up room to scale. And that makes all the difference in the world. Perfect. I love that. If we want to get connected with you, Brie, let us know what you're working on currently. Where can we contact you? How can we work with you? You can find me anywhere on social media at the Brianna Gunn. And if you need help, you're struggling to scale, you just want to talk to somebody who's been through it. I have some spots on my calendar towards the end of October. You can go to briannagun.com forward slash book and book a 30 minute slot. Absolutely no pressure, no sales pitch. Um, We just work to solve the problem that you've got. Thank you so much, Brie. This has been wonderful. So many great takeaways. I'm going to drop all the notes for everybody down below, all of your links for social. Um, Thank you so much for joining us on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. That's all we have for today. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coffee Powered Systems. You can find links to everything mentioned in the episode down in the show notes or on the website at mirandamerton.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review it in iTunes or where you enjoy listening so others can find it too. And join me here next time.